Welcome to 2022, our year of great increase, as prophesied by our pastor, Pastor Boni Bahati. We believe that as you listen to this sermon, God will greatly increase and multiply you in all the five core areas of your life. Be blessed as you listen. So we've been looking at the church growth campaign, about church growth campaign. And we said a campaign is a systematic, aggressive set of activities. Are we together? Yes, towards a desired goal. So today, I'm continuing on the church growth campaign. And my subtitle or the mini campaign and the church growth campaign is the campaign, Servants Armed and Trained Campaign. Servants Armed and trained campaign. Are you comfortable there? Servants armed and trained campaign. Servants armed and trained campaign. Genesis 14, 14. Genesis 14, 14. Genesis 14, 14. The Bible says, Now when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. And when Abraham, go back, and when Abraham had heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, Abraham was a man who had a private army at his disposal. And these men had been born in his own house. They were 318. So the servant armed and trained campaign is about having many servants of God in the church. The servants armed and trained campaign is about having many servants of God in the house of God. The servants armed and trained campaign is about having many is about having many servants of God in the church. It is also about arming the servants with the tools they need. Number 1 is about having many servants of God in the church because the Bible says and Abraham had 318 trained servants who were born in his house. So this campaign is about having many servants of God in the house of God. Were you born in the house of God? All of us here are born again, right? When you are born again, it means you've been born into the house of God. So while you are in the house of God, while you are in the house of God, you need to be trained and armed. And we need to be many of us. Number two, servants armed and trained campaign is about arming the servants with the right tools or with the tools they need. Number two, is about arming the servant with the right tools. The Bible says they were trained. What is the point of training and not arming? Can you imagine we take our military to a training? We train them, but we don't give them arms or tools that they need to fulfill their training. Is that training effective? Is that training effective? So the servants armed and trained campaign is about training and arming. It's about training and arming. 
and you are armed with the right tools you need, the tools you need to fulfill the commission. The tools, about the tools you need to fulfill the commission are the arms you receive in the training. Yes. Number three, servants armed and trained campaign. Tell about servants armed and trained campaign. It's about training many people to fight for God's kingdom. It's about training many people to fight for God's kingdom. It's about training many people to fight for God's kingdom. It's about training many people to fight for God's kingdom. So, servants armed and trained campaign is about having many people fighting for the kingdom of God. A lot of us fight for many things. How many have fought for a girl? Like not physically. There's a girl you wanted. And you went all out to get that girl. If you're that man, lift up your hand. Me, I have one and she's seated here. I went all out. Yeah. Just be honest. They know and they're pretending here. Just lift your hand. Look at the honest man. The man, if the man is sitting next to you is not lifting their hand, that's not a man to marry. He's a liar. And his father is the devil. That's a dangerous man. He's a liar. Ladies, do you want to get married to a liar? <laughs> they lie. Babe, did you see the text I sent you? No, I was dead. Those are the men sitting next to you. And it's dangerous to, get to date a, a liar. The Bible says a liar is of the devil. So your father is, a, is the devil if you lie. Yeah, I'm just asking a simple question. It's just simple. How many men here have fought for a guy? Or a lady, rather. And the men will not lift their hands. That's how much lying is in you. That's how much lying is in you. And you fought in primary school. You've forgotten about that deskmate who used to tell your mom, mom, that's my girlfriend. But you've never told that girl. And when you see other boys with, 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 with her, you feel bad. It's fighting. We've all fought for that, right? How many of us here have fought for food? At the canteen. We used to call it kusambana. It's scrambling. I'm telling you, if you survived in high school, clap for yourself. You can survive anywhere in this world. Kwanza Kenyan high schools. Public Kenyan high schools. Even getting meat, meat, you have to have connections. No kule nyama, lazimo kona connections. Because the captain, when he's serving, three quarters, that's where corruption started. Three quarters is his. Pastor Joyce You know how she went to a high school where they eat sausage for breakfast, eggs. Can you imagine? Hey, it must be nice. It must be nice. For us, even getting unachelewa breakfast on a bad When you go to serve food, when you go to serve food, you go and maybe they put for you little. Then you want them to put for you more. What do they tell you? Songa! 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 And what they have given you? Ni cabbage moja na maj. Cabbage kubo ivi. We used to eat like prisoners, I'm telling you. If you survived in high school, clap for yourself. 
We were like prisoners. It was a military camp. <laughs> buckets are kuoga, there are only five, a whole dome. A dome of 300 people. Only five buckets. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. As for you, you cannot survive where we can survive. As we were hardened by the fights we had to fight. Yes. Na hizo bucket ni za kuoga na kuosha. I remember when I went to high school like this. When I was being admitted, I had a box and a bucket and slippers and the bed cover. From the administration block to the dorm, I didn't have my bucket, I didn't have my cover, bed cover, I didn't have my slippers. I only had my box. Only. The next day, even my mattress, I did not have. My shirts. You know in our high school, you had to wash your shirts and wash them dry. <laughs> like unafuwa na kalisha. That was our high school. Na unafanya hivi kwanza. Sazingine, kama una time, unafanya hivi unava. Jato ya mwili naikausha. That's the high school I went to. Dangerous. Dangerous. How many have been to such high schools? So you connect with me. It was fighting. The girls don't understand what we are saying. You know in high school, it got to a place where I did not have a shirt. So I had to get someone's shirt and cut the collar. I, I, I put it on my sweater. Like in the sweater. So I would never remove the sweater. <laughs> Even when it's very hot, my sweater had to be with me. <laughs> It was trouble. It was trouble, I'm telling you. I had to learn how to survive. So you can see all those things were fighting. So people have fought for so many things. But very few people are willing to fight for the kingdom of God. So the servants armed and trained campaign is a campaign to make sure that we have many people fighting for the kingdom of God. Muslims fight for their religion. Because of them, they even go to the extent where they fight with killing themselves. Suicide bombers. And they believe when they go to heaven, they'll find 72 virgins. Yeah, if you watch those movies, when they are blowing themselves, they shout, ah! when they go there, they are waiting. Virgins, virgins are waiting for them, naked virgins. That's what they believe. So they are able to do anything for that. And it's not true. You that belong to the true faith, you will not fight. Tell you about the servant armed and trained campaign is a campaign to fight. To fight. A campaign for what? To fight for the kingdom of God. Yes. And you, nobody is asking you to kill yourself. Nobody is asking you to blow yourself up. They are just asking you to fight with ideas. To fight to win souls. To fight to invite people to church. To fight to disciple people. Servants armed and trained campaign is a campaign to have people fighting for the kingdom of God. So from this scripture we can see Abraham had many servants. Abraham had trained servants. Right or wrong? Right or wrong? We can also see that Abraham, his servants were not only trained, they were armed. Right or wrong? So it is important that all the servants in the house of God, they must be trained, they must be armed. They must be trained they must be armed. If, how many, <laughs> no, I'm saying, if you are God, 
and there are 7 billion people in the world and you want to save them. How many people would you call? How many people would you call? Would you call 100 people? How long would you take 100 people to convince 7 billion people? Forever, right? Right? So if you are God, what will you do? You will call as many as 7 billion people. That will make the work easier, right? That's what the Bible says, many are called. A lot of people use that scripture to disqualify others from joining the ministry. They say, oh, many are called, but few are chosen. No, that is not what Jesus said. Jesus said, many are called. Tell me, many are called. And few have been chosen. So what does it mean? When the Bible says, but few are chosen. It means God sent an invitation to so many people. But only a few responded to that call. That's why many are called, but few are that's why many are called, but few are. Because the invitation went forth to everybody. But just a few people were willing to respond to that invitation. That's why those that responded are they that were chosen. Are we together? Yes. So many of us have been called by God. Many of us are supposed to fight for the kingdom of God. Many of us here can rise and do something for God. Would you please do an exercise with me, right? Are you okay to do an exercise with me? Please stand on your feet. Now, I want you to place your hand on your seat. Place your hand on your seat. Is the seat cold or hot? Is the seat cold or hot? I can't tell you, is the seat cold or hot? Now, sit down. A lot of you, the only thing that you do in the house of God is warm seats. You are part of the seat warmers department. But from today, you are leaving that department in Jesus' name. You will not just be a seat warmer. I'm saying you will not just be a seat warmer. You'll be a servant who is armed and trained. Are we together? You'll be a servant who is armed and what? Yes, Abraham had many servants. The servants were armed and the servants were trained. So the, the servants armed and trained campaign. It is a campaign to have many of us to rise from the place of just being normal church members to being people who are willing. So let's look at a few things on why we need to have servants who are armed and trained. Or what does it mean? Number one, what does it mean? You see, if you see your neighbor is sleeping, it's because they, they are not writing notes. So I want us to look at a few examples from Abraham. or follow, uh, Let's take time and follow the example of Abraham, who had many armed and trained servants. And let's look at this scripture. What does it mean? Are we together? So number one. The servants armed and trained campaign ensures that every member is a servant of God. The campaign ensures that every member is a servant of God. Malachi chapter 3 verse 18. Every member is a servant of God. Every member is a servant of God. The Bible says, Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not can we read together? One, two, three. One, two, three. Uh -huh. Between the one who serves God. King James puts it this way. But you shall return. Or rather, then ye shall return. And discern between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. 
So there shall be a time where you return. To return means to look back. You will look back and see there is a difference between the person who chose to serve Jesus and the person who refused to serve him. You shall return and see there is a difference between the righteous person and the person who chose to be wicked. You shall return and see. So the servants armed and trained campaign shows us that we need to be people who serve God. Remember, we need to be people who serve God. Every member, tell about every member is a servant of God. So let me pause and say this. There's a big difference between a church member and a servant of God. Tell about there's a big difference between a church member and a servant of God. A church member does nothing for God. A church member just attends church. A church member, his work is to receive and to sit and give nothing. That's the work of a church member. A church member, his work is to wake up early, dress up, come sit down and receive, but give nothing. So there's a big difference, according to scripture, between somebody who serves God and somebody who does not. A lot of us here, you are church members. Before God, a servant of God is more valuable than a member of a church. Because do you know how much time it takes to raise one servant? Okay, let me bring it home. Do you know why the government gets very angry when one policeman or one military officer is killed? Do you know why the, why the government gets very angry and frustrated? Why the militaries of the world get angry? It's because do you know how much it takes to raise one one military soldier. One time I was watching a documentary of how much it cost to raise one Navy SEAL. American Navy SEAL. One. They were saying it is in millions of dollars. One. The skill, the time, the knowledge, the strength, the tenacity, the willingness for people to, be, to join. It is millions of dollars. So when one Navy SEAL is killed, they get crazy. They can decide to kill all of you if you just touch one of them. Because of how expensive and how hard it is to raise just one servant. So let me ask you, between an American soldier or between a Kenyan soldier, if both of them are, uh, what is that called? If both of them are hijacked and kidnapped, rather kidnapped, whom do you think the government will want to save first? We've seen it before. You've seen it in movies. Who do you think you'll want to save first? The soldier, right? Because the soldier has more value than the other person. Of course, even the citizen is valuable. But I'm talking about in terms of more value. Who is more valuable? The soldier, right? Because the soldier is able to protect the citizen. So if you can rescue the soldier, you are able to get the citizen out, right? Because if you go to a place and you rescue the citizen, and maybe you want intelligence of how that place looks like, maybe the citizen was so frightened that he did not even take note of anything. So when you ask, what did you see? I just, I saw nothing. Uliona nini kondani? Sikuona kitu. Uliona nini? So you see, you can't get intelligence. But if you are able to extract a soldier, the intelligence you will receive will help you extract more citizens, right? So in the, nat in, in the natural world, a servant of a nation is far greater. That's why you don't have bodyguards and you're a citizen of Kenya. Who, which citizen here has bodyguards? But a cabinet secretary in Kenya has bodyguards, right? Because his value is more important than you. 
That's the truth. Whether you like it or not. Ati sana taxi na pasi mimi ikenya sina eh. Ni mwana una gari ya serikali. Una bodyguard wa serikali. Una nyumba ya serikali. Unakaa hata nyumba unakaa. Acha tusionge. Unaishi maisha ya umbwa. Na wewe ni citizen of Kenya, but you live like a dog. Even some dogs in current live better than you. <laughs> yeah, they eat be- they eat more expensive food than you. There are some dogs in current that eat meat every day. Yeah, it's true. What are kuskia vibaya? Is the truth. They eat meat more than you. They go for pedicure and mani- manicure. Yes, they they go they they wash their skin with shampoo. Yeah, there are some dogs I saw. They are washed. Their skin is washed with milk. Na ulikunywa turungi leo. There are some dogs that are better. I'm shouting. It's the truth. But that dog is more valuable to the owner because that dog is a servant to that owner. In the same manner, a servant of God is greater in value than a normal member, than a normal Christian. Yes, a servant is greater because it is servants that brought Christianity into the world. It's not just normal Christians. It is apostles. It is apostles who well, went all out. So eh, this church should be full of more servants than members. We should have more, more servants in this church. More shepherds than normal members. If, the Bible says, I'll give men in exchange for you. That's what the Bible says concerning my servants. I'll give men in exchange for you. That means if two people are supposed to die, and one of them is a servant of God. God says, let the servant remain alive. Take the member. There's a scripture that people like quoting. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper, says the Lord. Any tongue that rises against me in judgment, the Lord shall condemn. Put for me that scripture on the screen. Let me show you something. Isaiah 54. No tongue fashioned against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be condemned. You quote up to that place. The Bible says, no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. That you say, it's my portion. Continue the scripture. The Bible says, this is the heritage of the servants. This is the heritage for who? That's why even if you quote it, nothing happens. They quote, but don't No weapon fashioned against me, but don't pick on Judgment of the tongues. But when you are a servant of God and you quote this scripture, it has more value. Things change. Tell what things change. Why? Because this is the heritage of the servants of God. No weapon fashion. And the Bible says, and their righteousness is from me. So the reason why I defend them is not because they are righteous. Their righteousness is from me. I'm the one who makes them righteous. That's why I'm a pastor. Because their righteousness is of the Lord. So it is God who says, this one is righteous. He stands guilty before you. He stands condemned before you. Actually, the acts he did were wrong by all standards. But God says, the righteousness that is on this man is on me. And God is ever righteous. So he says, it's like, it's like can I get a quote? Quickly, a quote. Someone who has a quote. Let me use this one. This one is a bit newer. Come, come, Pastor Mark. When the Bible says that the righteousness is of me, it is, stand here. It is like saying, and let's say this quote is righteousness. Sour. And this guy is very filthy. He does very wrong things. 
vitu zenye anafanyanga ni mambo za ajabu so all of you are castigating him you are throwing stones at him then he because he is a servant of god he calls on the name of the lord he says lord i am not righteous but at least i serve you i've forsaken everything else i've forsaken riches i've forsaken being this i've forsaken being that just to save you then god comes and says because he is a servant of god my righteousness is from him so god comes and gives him his righteousness so when weapons are formed they see the righteousness of god because this cloth is like the the emblem of god it's like the seal they made the seal of the president when you see someone with the seal of the president what do you know that person is under the authority of right so if you attack him you are attacking who so when god says his righteousness is from me saying when you attack him you are attacking me that's why no weapon fashioned against them shall prosper no tongue that rises against them in judgment shall stand because their righteousness is from me servants armed and trained means that there shall be a difference between those who serve god and those who don't and you shall return and there shall be a difference between them that serve god and them that don't and the first difference is no weapon fashioned against them shall prosper so a church member and a servant of god don't have the same value they don't have the same value you can cry all you want you can say that is unfair but imagine in scripture and scripture cannot be broken because of you you can say but we are all equal we are all children of god read your bible when, look some people i see some people arguing online i said do these people take time to read their bible or they just read portions they believe they choose which portions to read you adulterate the word to suit your situation so whether you like it or not a church member and a servant the value is different but guess what everybody can leave the place of being a member to being a servant that's the beauty about god he is so just that he opens up for everybody anyone who wants to come in can come in so you can change your status you don't need to apply you just need to say from today i want to be a servant of god and you start doing something for god i see you rising from being a normal member to being a servant of god i say i see you rising from being a normal member to being a servant of god tell me i see you rising tell me i see you rising from being a normal member to being a servant of god when you do that the bible says you shall return you shall return tell me you shall return and there shall be a difference between those who serve god and those who don't number 2 the servants armed and trained campaign ensures that every servant of god is trained with the word of god it ensures that every servant of god is trained with the word of god that's what i'm doing right now i'm training you with the word of god first corinthians 10 from verse 1 first corinthians 10 from verse 1 the bible says moreover brethren I don't want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud and they passed through the sea. Moreover brethren, I don't want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud and they passed through the sea. Verse 2. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Verse 3. All ate the same spiritual food. Verse 4. 
and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And they, that rock was Christ. And didn't even translation. They were baptized into Moses. King James says, unto Moses. The Bible says, go back from verse 1. Can we read together? Everybody should read 1, 2, 3. I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters. Uh-huh. 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 In the cloud and in the sea. All of them are baptized as followers of? Let's continue reading. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So ladies and gentlemen, the training of a servant of God is deeper than the teaching of an ordinary Christian. A servant of God is immersed into the teachings of his house or the house he belongs in. The Bible says, and they were trained or baptized unto Moses. So they were trained and baptized to be followers of Moses. So everybody who wants to be a servant of God is trained according to the teachings of the house they are in. So all of you must be baptized unto the preaching of Boniface Bahati, who is your pastor. When the Bible says they were baptized unto Moses, it says they were willing to become, NLT says they were willing to become followers of Moses. Those who say, me, I cannot follow a man. Which Bible do you read? Because the Bible says, and they were baptized as followers of Moses. They became followers of who? That's why Paul's student said, follow me as I do what? So while Paul was teaching, their work was to be baptized unto the teachings of Paul. Because the teachings of Paul were the teachings of who? Jesus Christ. So as long as the, Paul was teaching about Jesus, the work of the Corinthian church, the Roman church, the Ephesus church, all the churches, the Philippian church, all those churches, their work was to be baptized unto Moses. That is what it means, a servant being trained in the word of God. You have to be trained by the pastor you follow according to the scriptures and your work is to be baptized. So you cannot be a servant who does not listen to podcasts. How will you be trained? You cannot be a servant who does not read the Bible. How will you be trained? You cannot be a servant who does not attend Sunday service, Tuesday service, love groups. And also prayer clinic. How will you be trained? Servants are trained by being baptized unto their leader or the person they are following. The servants armed and trained campaign is to have many people being trained by the teachings of their pastor. So the, the teaching between a normal Christian and a servant is different. What I teach on Tuesday, by the way, is very different from what I teach on Sunday. On Sunday, I have so many baby Christians. So I don't teach the meat of the word on Sunday most of the time. Most of the time, I teach milk. But if you want to become a servant, you have to come, you have to become a disciple. Another name for servant is basically a disciple, a follower. Another name for servant is a disciple. 
So when the Bible says that they were baptized unto Moses, or baptized, or, or, or all of them were baptized as followers of Moses, it's basically saying the teachings of Moses became part of their lives. The teachings of Moses. A lot of people who do much for God are people who are willing to make the teachings of their pastor their, their lifestyle. A lot of you criticize Nigerians. You say, ah, Nigeria, when you see them, you put your things well. But those people believe in their, believe in their, in their, in their leaders. They teach what their leaders teach. And look at their life. In Nigeria, you are either rich or poor. Or West Africa. Actually, the majority of West Africa, even Ghana. Is you are either rich, akunanga in between. Either I'm rich or poor. I ask them, they are here, they will tell you. I have one of my friends. He told me, Pastor, in Nigeria, you either live with the rich or you live with the poor. He said, in Nigeria, uh, this repairing potholes, repairing potholes is a full-time job. You repair during the day, at night you undo. Then tomorrow you repair again. It's a full-time job because you are poor. You have nothing to do. He said, Pastor, when I got the opportunity to leave Nigeria, I knew my life is going to change. He says, me, I follow my pastor. He's a Nigerian pastor. He said, I believe in his word. I listen to everything he says. Because they are willing to be baptized unto their leader. They are willing to make their teachings, the teachings of their leader, their lifestyle. I hear, I tell you, don't be people who borrow loans. Don't go to Fuliza. Don't go to MCash. Don't go to those things. Don't go to mo- mo- what, loans. You say, hey, pastor, to survive, Ajay. That's why you are poor. You're not willing to be baptized. I say become servants of God. It's a great thing to serve God. You say, hey, pastor, how? But those who believe, those who are willing to be baptized and to Moses, you can see the difference in their life and in your life. You can see it's day and night. And now, now there's no much difference because we're almost at the same level. But as we keep going, the Bible says you shall return. Ten years, you will look back and see, hey, the difference is, is so wide, so clear. Because one was willing to be baptized unto Moses. He was willing to follow the teachings of his pastor. But you will not follow the teachings of your pastor. One day, a certain guy was a follower of those, those, those pastors. He was saying, me, I'm being pastored online. You cannot be pastored online. If anyone is watching me online, I cannot pastor you online. It's a lie. Do you know pastoring is relationship? So how, do, how can I pastor you through the screen? Do I know if you're fornicating? How will I cancel you during premarital counseling? How will I join your wedding? How will I do visitation? How will I ask you to join a small group online? Online. And you say, you, so this particular guy said, my pastor is online. So he sent some money as offering. Those days he used to send using a basha, like poster, post office. So he sent money. Guess what? When they received the money, they sent it back to him. Yeah, they sent it back to him. Because it could not have been converted. It was too little. It was like 50 bob. So they were wondering, what will you convert this to? So they, they put back they took another envelope, put back his money and a letter and sent it back to him. Because they cannot pastor you. The Bible says, and they were baptized unto Moses. They became followers of Moses. So the Israelites were willing 
to be baptized unto Moses. The Israelites were willing to deeply follow all the doctrines, the commands, and the teachings that Moses brought to them. That's why the Bible says they were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So the baptism was both in private and in public. In the cloud and in the sea. Can you imagine as they are crossing the sea, Moses is teaching them. <laughs> when they are crossing the sea, Moses is teaching. What was he teaching at that point? Maybe he was teaching them, if you trust God, you can walk in the impossible. Maybe that's what he was teaching them at that time. So he could not have been talking, but the demonstration of them walking through the sea was enough to teach. That's why the teaching was both in public and in private. You, you cannot talk about your pastor in public. Nobody knows which church you go to. When I touch again, I'm going to I'm a youth. Pastor, I'm going to You don't know, you know. But you don't want to be baptized unto your pastor. Look, the reason why I'm standing here and preaching to you, even this message I'm preaching is not my message. It's Pastor Jimmy's message. Because I'm baptized unto him. I listen to him more. I listen, he's, the, he's my favorite preacher. There's no way I am your pastor and your favorite preacher is somebody in the internet. It's not possible. No, it's not possible. Your favorite preacher should be your pastor. I'm saying your favorite preacher should be your pastor. Yes, it's the truth. Whether you like it. You know one thing about, the Bible says you can do nothing against the truth. But everything you do is for the truth and by the truth. Corinthians, you can do nothing against the truth. For everything you do is for the truth and by the truth. So you can decide to do everything against the truth. It will not work. The truth is the truth. Everything you do is for it. That's what the Bible says. The gospel has been preached for various reasons. Some have preached to get money out of it. Some have preached to get a name, a name out of it. But at the end of the day, the gospel was preached. Because you can do nothing against the truth. You cannot do anything against the truth. So you can use gimmicks when it comes to preaching. You can, you can tell people to buy fagio. Fagio na fagia. If fagio na fagia dambizote. Ina fagia mapepo. You can do that. You can sell oil. If you like. You can do all sorts of gimmicks. But the truth is, you can do nothing against the truth. Even in those people who have wanafajema people, wanauza oil, people are still going to heaven because of them. True or not true? Some people still receive miracles because of them. Even in their gimmicks, they, people still receive miracles, right? Because we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. There's nothing we can do against the truth. So what I'm preaching right now is the truth. You can do nothing against it. You can speak evil, but it will not make it not to become truth. You can say, I will not believe it, but you do not make it all to become truth. Simply because you don't believe in gravity. Has it changed it? If you jump, do you come down? How many have fallen before here? You've fallen to the ground. But you said you don't believe in gravity. Has it changed the power of gravity? That when you trip other than falling, you fly. That's the same thing with the truth. You can do nothing against it. So the Bible says they were baptized unto the teachings of Moses. The teaching was both in public and in private. They embedded their life with the teachings of the prophet. They made sure that their lifestyle aligned to the teachings of the prophet. Servants armed and trained are willing to be trained by the word of God. And they are willing to live by those words 
you are willing to become a faithful tither. You are willing to rise up and become a servant of God. You are willing to rise up and to be trained to become a shepherd. You are willing to disciple souls. You are willing to live your lifestyle under the teachings of your, of, of your spiritual leader or the person you, you follow. So you must have somebody you follow. Because Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus. So you, there must be somebody you say, I'm following this man as he follows Jesus. You must be followers of somebody. It's only Christians who have a problem with being followers of people. But I see Muslims followers of so-and-so, right? I've seen India say, we have followed this, this spiritual leader. They have, the, that's what the Bible says, that the children of the world are wiser than the children of light. He says, Jesus was saying, oh, unto the children of light. For the children of darkness are wiser than the children of light. So you don't want to believe the Bible. But somebody in the darkness is taking a principle from the scripture, applying it, and things are moving for him. Muendoa. Things are changing for him. Tell about neighbor. Tell about neighbor. You must be willing to be baptized unto your leader. Yes. As long as I'm preaching about Jesus, as long as what I'm preaching is in the scripture, as long as I'm not adulterating the scriptures to fit me, you must be willing to be baptized unto that leader. You must be willing to listen to podcasts. You must listen to Pastor Jimmy's podcast and my podcast. Those two podcasts should become your main food. You cannot be eating here, you eat there, you eat here. Then you say, Pastor, why do I have diarrhea? It's because you are mixing food. One day, tell about one day, oh, you don't want my story. You don't like my story, eh? I don't have to tell you if you don't like it. How many want my story? So one day, then if you wanted to say one day, we were invited for a certain high tea. Was it high tea or dinner? It was dinner. So in this dinner, they were serving different, different types of food, different cuisines. There was seafood. There was Indian. There was uh, Chinese. What else was there? So many were there. I can't remember. So it was our first time to go to such a place. So you are truly was very excited. I've I'd never eaten Chinese food before. I've never eaten Indian food before. Not eaten seafood before. And nobody had told me that there are some types of seafood you don't mix. You choose one. So me, I said, I'm going to eat prawns. I'm going to eat calamari. I'm going to eat tilapia. <laughs> I'm going to eat all of them. So I took my plate. And my followers were behind me. <laughs> but what I did not know, my followers had stronger stomachs. Than he was truly. So then they were okay. So me, I went there. I go, eat, I go take what I want, go sit down, eat, come again, different. I, hey, we ate, I'm telling you. When we finished eating, we went for the dessert. We ate cake. We ate ice cream. <laughs> we ate sweets. We ate juice. We drank juice other. <laughs> Everything they gave us, we took. Fast forward, we finished the dinner. It was at KICC. <laughs> we go home. Me, when I get home, I sleep normally. But around one, <laughs> I, I realize I'm really sweating profusely. The sweating I have is not normal. I feel my body is aching. Everything within me is aching. Kidogo, kidogo. Uyo mimi. Ikitu. 
washroom. I go there, and you know what happens. <laughs> you want to be fired. You know what happens. There was a clear difference. My friend, I did that from one in the night to six in the morning. Then at a point, because I had removed everything and now my system is still ejecting out, I could not breathe. I had to lie on the floor. And the only thing I wanted was cold tiles so that I, at least my body, would, the temperature would try and calm down. Still, I would make the tiles hot. So I would keep moving from one place to another, looking for tiles. And not like I'm, I'm standing in. No, I had to crawl because I did not have the energy. So in the morning, I decided to call my followers. Yeah, because I realized if I had died at night, they would not have known I had died. So I, I decided, let me check in. So I call one of them. I asked them, hey, where is you going to make fanyiki? Ah, panamini kosawa kabisa. I say, yeah. So I say, is it only me? So I hang up. I call another one. I ask them, hello? Where could I? Hey, pastor, me karibu ni kufe. But then I was not a pastor. Hey, so I know, hey, me karibu ni kufe. Me, ni kama ziku kufa jana. Sio ni kanda kufa hivi karibu ni. I ask them, what happened? Say, pastor, ni mefinda kwa choku toka one, mbaka six. I say, ah, tuko pamocha. I'm in that same predicament. That's when I knew that when it comes to food, I don't mix. I don't even mix meat. I cannot eat pork and uh, beef. I can't. I either choose to eat pork or chicken or beef. My stomach is like that. So some of you, your spiritual stomach is sensitive like my natural stomach. But umekula kila kitu. Umekula prophet Onugu or Naganaga. Umekula Dr. Ndumba from Tanzania. Umekula prophet from Senegal, the seer, umeambiwa, buy red ribbons, yellow candles. <laughs> some guy was told one day, some guy, was, some guy was broke. Do you want my story? One day, some guy from this church was very broke. So he decided he's going to ask for money from one of his rich cousins. Because the pastor had been saying, believe God to become rich. Don't borrow him. He said, me, when you mention skuma, let me just ask money from one of my rich cousins. So he found the cousin. The cousin is somewhere in the UK. He told him, please, can you help me with this amount of money, X amount of money? The guy told him, so let me do you a favor. Instead of always giving you handouts, let me show you some, let me connect you to somebody who can make you have what I have. Ah, the guy said, that's my guy. That's it. What's the, the Lord has come through finally. So, <laughs> yeah, I would not, there's no need of giving you fish. Let me teach you how to fish. He said, what a guy. Let me plug you in. The guy, they asked the guy, are you in? The guy said, I'm in Kajana. So the guy was connected. He was given this number. Then he was told, chat this guy. He's called so-and-so. So he, he went to his WhatsApp and started chatting the guy. <laughs> And started chatting the guy. So when he chatted the guy, he said, Ah, so and so told me you will call me. Yes. And me, he told him the guy, the work I do is clean job. From today, I'm going to make you rich and your life is going to change completely. The guy said, That's what I want. I am tired. 
So the guy started imagining how he's bringing fat checks here, saying, Pastor, this is my tithe. I say, we are raising money for this. He said, Pastor, there's no need of you disturbing the whole church. I'm going to take care of that. He's one day, he, he started imagining, having ideas of how one day he'll bring me a very big car. Fantasies. He said, thank you, Jesus. Finally, you fulfilled your word that I'll be rich. So the guy asked him, so what shall I do to get this? The guy told him, I'm just going to give you a few instructions. Instructions number one, whatever I'm going to tell you to do must be a secret. You cannot tell it to anyone. Instruction number two, you cannot do it in public. You have to go to a secluded place. The guy is saying, what's the problem with that? Miss Yongyang in Awatu number one. <laughs> number two, I don't need to be, do it in public. He said, I'm willing, I'm ready. He said, okay, fine. Get, I don't know how many yards, a, ho a whole yard, 10 yards of red fabric. He said, I don't have the money, but I'll look for it. If that is what is going to make me rich, just red fabric. What's the problem with red fabric? I'm going to get. He said, number two, these are the requirements now. Number two, get 10 yards of black fabric. Hey! The guy said, black fabric, no problem. I'll get it. Number three, get three candles that are red. He suspected nothing. Get three th candles that are <laughs> And I read. <laughs> and get, and get, uh, uh, do we have yellow candles? No, just red candles. Just red candles. Then number four, get three eggs. He said, eggs, normal eggs. Yes, just eggs. He said, this one will make me rich. He said, yes. He, so he called his friend. He said, because Rongai is very public, <laughs> and where I live, people might see me doing this. I don't know. I don't know when you are private. Let me call my nigga who lives some. I oh, don't want my story. Okay, fine. You don't want the story? Do you want me to finish the story? Then why are you looking at me as if you don't want the story? Are you, this side, you want the story? Are you, this side, you don't want the story? You, okay, fine. Because of them, I'll not give you the story. But they don't want the story. Do you want the story? It's only these three girls who are saying yes. The rest of you are saying no. Do you want the story? That side, do you want the story? So the guy said, let me call my nigger who lives in a secluded place. So he called. Hey, Nyaje, bro. Manzene kona dilingine pamoto. Do you want to become rich? Yeah. Do you want to live in Kilimani? Yes. Bana, what do you mean? So he said, I have this secret ingredient I've been given. But I've been told to look for a secluded place. So the guy said, me, I, have a, I, I study in this particular school far away from town, and I have a house by that school. But now, we can choose to make that place my secluded place because I can be going back to my Perot's place in Westy. So he said, ah, that's the case, fine. So he said, now, this thing will take four days, four days or three days. Three days. It is like death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the guy was telling, this thing will take three days. Now, the other guy on phone, eh? So the guy went. He was told, now, nah, he told the guy, Nemefika. The guy gave him instructions. You see how they, how they built the Ark of the Covenant? Yeah? How they were given instructions to build the tabernacle? Yeah, dimensions and everything. Same story. Same story. He was given dimensions. He was told, put this 10 yards, put it like this, this uh, red, put it like this. These candles, switch them on like this, like light them on like this. The eggs, put them here. Then switch off the lights in the whole house. The guy did everything, took a picture, sent to his guy. So all this time, the guy is suspecting nothing. All this time, 
The guy is saying, I was wondering how naive can people be? I was asking, you don't even watch Nigerian movies. At least, because those Nigerian movies will give you an idea of what this guy is doing. So this guy put everything, took pictures, nini nini, sent his guy. So while they were waiting, <laughs> while they were waiting, they received a text on WhatsApp. Hey, when the guy saw the text, like you see how you see it on gray. You see, your phones can show something on gray. Hey, when he saw it, he was afraid to open. <laughs> like sense had started returning to him. He said, I, but I don't even told Pastor Bonnie about this thing. Why am I doing this? So he told this guy, me, I'm not going to open. You open. The other guy refused. He said, ah, no, he <laughs> cannot open. So if they want to kill, it's me. Ah, he said, no. So fast forward, they looked for somebody in school. They gave him the phone. Just a random guy. <laughs> because, because now their mind was telling them, you are about to be sacrificed. <laughs> and anyone who, anyone who opens this fall, it is him. So can you imagine they were willing to sacrifice anyone else minus them? <laughs> hey, when I think about that story, I really laugh. So they went and gave to some random guy. They said, please open, open for them. And the guy opened. He saw, hey. It was a cat. A goat or a cat? A goat with no head. He said, hey! He said, what is this, Bwala? The reality hit them. Bap! They said, all this time, we had been dealing with a witch doctor, and we did not know. So the other guy was also born again, and this one is born again. The other guy rushed to his pastor. He told the guy, never call me again. Don't text me. I'm no longer your friend. Straight to the church. To the church he goes to, somewhere in Westlands. He went straight. He said, he told the guy, me, I'm going to look for my mentor. Never call me, never text me. I'm not your friend anymore. <laughs> so straight, he went to his mentor. He went and told his mentor, we've been doing this and this and this, and I've come, please, deliver me. Because as we were, we are already deep into the covenant. So the following day, the guy on the text, I think he was from Nigeria, he wrote him a text. Hey, how is the process? The guy said, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. Don't ever call me. Don't ever text me. Don't ever call me. Don't ever text me. I don't belong to you. The guy said, What's, what, what, what changed overnight? So you don't want to become rich. He said, no, I don't want. The guy told him, no, you've already started the process. If you don't finish this process, I'm coming for you. He said, no, Satan will not come for me. So immediately he came looking for Pastor Victoria. Pastor Victoria was just looking, the guy looking for him. Where's Pastor Victoria? Where's Pastor Victoria? I want her to pray. <laughs> I want her to pray for me for deliverance. Otherwise, I'm dying. So Pastor Victoria is telling him, relax. What's the problem? <laughs> so the guy explains the story. The guy explains it. Pastor Victoria tells him, you do not realize that all these were red flags. Black, black yard, 10 yards of black fabric, red eggs. My, you didn't see all those things were funny. He said, me, I did not see. I just wanted money and it's my cousin who was referring me to. So Pastor Victoria told him, now this one, go talk to your pastor. So he, he books an appointment. He comes to the office. So when he comes in, he's scared. He's shaking. I ask him, hey, I already knew the story, but I do not want to tell him I know the story. Because Pastor Victoria had told me in the house. So I laughed. So when he's telling me the story, I want to laugh. <laughs> but I also want to look spiritual. And I want to look serious. <laughs> so he's telling me the story. I'm holding. I'm saying, hey. <laughs> hey. At a point, I had to swing my seat and keep swinging. So that I keep distracting myself. <laughs> Because, because as he's saying, he's terrified, but to me it is so funny. Because like, really? How could you get to this? 
So I'm just swinging my stick to distract myself. So eventually, I told him, <laughs> so eventually I burst forth in laughter. I laughed. I asked him, what was this you were doing? He said, Pastor, me, I do not know. I've just come for deliverance, Pastor. Lay your hands on me. Anywho, I pray for him and, and he leaves. So I, I, before he leaves, I tell him, this is what I've been saying. Stop being baptized unto every doctrine. Stop just following everybody. Not everybody who is rich is rich in the legit way. Not everybody who drives a car is rich. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no. So that blessing does not come with sorrow, but it has power to make you rich. There are other people who are rich but not blessed. By the way, let me pause and say this. To be rich is not to be blessed. Tell about to be rich is not to be blessed. So you can be rich and you're not blessed. Tell about you can be rich and you're not blessed. Yes, but you cannot be blessed and fail to be rich. Because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Is the blessing that does what? The blessing makes rich. Tell about the blessing makes rich. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, it is time for you to be baptized unto your pastor, unto Moses. Number three, the campaign ensures that every servant of God is grafted into the anointing. Number three, the campaign ensures that every servant of God is grafted into the anointing. The campaign ensures that every servant of God is grafted into the anointing. Proverbs 27, verse 19. Proverbs 27, verse 19. The campaign ensures that every servant of God is grafted into the anointing. The Bible says, as face is reflected, use the other version. What was, which version was that? Okay. Okay, use New King James or King James. His face answereth. As in water face reflects, so a man's heart reveals the man. Use King James. King James says, as answereth. I prefer King James. The Bible says, as in water face answereth to face, like face reflects. If you put your, if you go, if you put a bucket of water here and you look at yourself, what do you see? You see yourself, right? So face, the water reflects your, your face, right? The Bible says, so the heart of man to man. As water reflects your face, so your heart reflects you. Your heart reflects you. Your heart shows the real person. NLT puts it in a, in a different way. Can we go to NLT, please? The Bible says, as face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person. So your heart shows us who you actually are. So servants who are armed and trained are much higher than ordinary members. Servants who are trained and armed are much higher than ordinary members. Servants armed and trained are connected to the anointing. Servants who are armed and trained are connected to the anointing in the anointed. They are connected to the anointing in the anointed. Now let me pause and say this. Your heart must be connected to something. Your heart must be connected to another heart. 
your heart must be connected to something. Now, the mystery about the anointing, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Are we together? The anointing is who? The anointing is also divine empowerment or divine enablement. That's the anointing. But the mysterious things about the anointing, you can't get it in the air. You can't get it on trees. You can't get it in houses. You can't get it in clothes per se. You can't buy to you can't go to a shop and buy the anointing. You know, in, in, in the days past, we used to encourage people to take oranges for the sake of vitamin C, right? In school you are told, vitamin C comes from, a lot of people would say, oranges. But right now, in the CBC, if you ask kids, where does vitamin C come from, what will they tell you? They come from confini, or they come from vitamin C tablets. Because scientists were able to come with a way to extract the vitamin C from the orange. So you can take one tablet. I have tablets in my house. One tablet like this equals to 20 oranges. So when I take the tablet and put it in water and drink it, I've, it's like you having eaten 20 oranges by just taking one, one, one tablet. But now the mysterious thing about the anointing, the anointing is in a person. The anointing is not in clothes, it's not in shoes, it's not in all those things. The anointing is not in a building, it is in a person. And the only way to get the anointing in this person is you cannot extract it and say, I want to deal with the anointing alone. I don't want to deal with the person. God put it in such a way that if you want the anointing, you have to interact with the person, the carrier, the vessel. That's what the Bible says, and God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So if you wanted to experience the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you had to interact with Jesus. And God anointed the apostles, who by their shadows, the Bible says, by their shadows, they were able to heal the sick. So for you to interact, or for you to attract healing from this apostle, you had to interact with his shadow. So, there is no way you can deal with, you can get the anointing without dealing with the person. So when the Bible says, their heart, go back to my scripture, their heart as, as water answereth to face. Go back quickly. As face, use King, New King James, King James. Quickly. As water face answereth to face. So the heart of man to man, it is saying, if you want to interact with the anointing, you have to interact with the anointed. Because your heart must be connected to another heart. So that the power of God can move. So if the, the disciples never received Jesus, what was on Jesus would not come unto them. That's what the Bible says. He came to his own and his own received him. And as many as received him, he gave them power to become his sons. So those who re never received Jesus... What was on Jesus never came upon them. But those who received Jesus, what was on Jesus came upon them. And what was on Jesus? Sonship. So he gave them power to be called sons of God. As heart, as, as water answered to, to face. So the heart of man to man. Your heart must be connected to another heart. That the power of God is able to move. Because the power of God does not move through electricity lines. 
It does not move through the wind. It moves through people. That's what the Bible says. Do not be quick to the laying of hands. Because by me laying my hand on you, it is me transferring the gift of God in me upon you. That's why Paul told Timothy, Timothy, fan into flame the gift you received by the laying of hands by the elders. So when I lay my hand on you, what is on me comes upon you. You understand? That's how the power of God is transmitted from one person to another. So the mystery is, if you want the anointing, you have to deal with the person. And sometimes, the container that carries the oil is that. Women, you know what I'm talking about. If you look at the containers that carry the cooking oil in your house, hey, the containers, are looked, they look like something else. But when the oil comes out, it is clean, right? That's the same thing with the anointed. I am the container. I do not affect the anointing. What I do does not change the anointing. It does not contaminate it. Because the anointing is the Holy Spirit. So, I might be angry, but the anointing is still there. Like, easily angry, but the anointing is still there. I might be short, but the anointing is still there. I might be... When I get, when I get angry, I tell you foolish, but the anointing is still there. Even when I tell you foolish, I might be saying it under the anointing. That's the mystery. If you want to deal with the Holy Spirit, you have to go to it in a man. That's why you could not speak in tongues until somebody prayed for you and laid his hands on you and you spoke in tongues. True or not true? Why? The gift is in a man. That's why the scripture we were reading during the prayer clinic, Paul asked them, have you not received the Holy Spirit? They said, we don't know of the Holy Spirit. He asked them, which baptism were you baptized? They said, of John the Baptist. Then the Bible says, and Paul prayed for them, laid his hands on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Because the gift of the Spirit is in a man. So servants armed and trained, it is servants who have been taught that their heart must be connected to another heart. How do you catch the anointing? Because the anointing is caught. How do you catch it? You catch the anointing by listening to sermons. The Bible says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. So as I'm preaching to you right now, the words that I'm speaking is the spirit of God. So those words, when they enter you, is the spirit of God who has entered you. That's why Jesus was able to tell a cripple, rise up and walk. So the words he was speaking were spirit. So those, those words will rush into the person and correct the problem. If the knees had a problem, it will rush through the body and correct the knees and he would stand. Because the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. That's why, because of you listening to a lot of hip-hop, you look like a hip-hopper. Have you looked at somebody and you say, this guy looks like Diamond? Have you looked at somebody and you say that? Why? He's been listening so much about his music. And the words are spirit. So he was baptized unto diamond. You listen to a lot of bigos, you look like him. Some of you listen to a lot of, of, of this hard music, you look like a thug. You're always, who is Peter You look like a thug. Because the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. They are creating a certain you. That spirit is creating another image of you. So when someone looks at you, his face is reflected 
in water. So when they look at you, so the heart of man is reflected to another man. That's why sometimes I preach, people say, but you look like Pastor Jimmy. One time we were, we, we were playing golf in a certain club. Then a guy walked in and said, Pastor Jimmy, is this your younger brother? He said, no, 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 this is my son. He said, hey, you guys look alike. How do we look alike and we are not the same DNA? As water reflects the face, so heart to heart. As water face answereth to face, so the heart of man to man. My heart was connected to him because of the words I kept on listening. Now my heart looks like him, or my spirit looks like him. Why, how do we look like Jesus? We look like Jesus because the more you read the word of God, you begin to behave like Jesus. You begin to act like Jesus. You begin to think like Jesus because you read the word more. So servants who are armed and trained are servants who realize that their heart have to be connected to another heart. And this is the difference between people. You can come to this church, be here for years, and nothing changes. You have the same problems you had when you came. You have the same addictions you had when you came. You are in the same level you are when you came. Someone else comes. Doesn't even stay for three months. His life begins to ascend, and his life begins to go up. What is the difference between the two? Heart to heart. As water, as in water face answereth to face. So the heart of man to man. Your heart must be connected to another man. Servants armed and trained understand this. And they do it. Remember, servants who are armed and trained understand this. So you have to be grafted into the anointing. And every church has a peculiar anointing that operates in it. That's why we say the anointing of this house. Okay, let me take it home. Does Java serve the same food as KFC? Do they? Java has a speciality, right? They can try to sell fries, but do you think they'll produce the same kind of fries like KFC? Now, KFC does fries, right? And Bitas does fries. Bitas, ch chips, the Bitas not just thinking the same na, na chips the KFC. But it's not only Waru. What is the difference? All of them has a specific speciality that they do. Same thing with the church. Every church has a specific anointing that works in that church. So once you plug yourself, you graft yourself under that anointing, that anointing begins to work for you. And by the way, the anointing knows you more than the anointed. The anointed is the person. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. He's all-knowing. So you can come and fool me and say, Hey, pastor, Mimi, I don't listen to anything else. I just listen to what you say. I'm baptized unto you. But in reality, you are not. So what you don't know is you are not fooling me. You are fooling the anointed. Rather, you're fooling the anointing, not the anointed. So what happens? The oil refuses. Remember when Samuel was going to anoint the children of Jesse to become kings. The Bible says, has he tried to pour oil? The oil will refuse. He'll try the first person earlier, but he'll refuse. He'll try this one until all of them were over. And he said, no, there must be somebody else because it's the Lord who sent me. And the Bible says, he said, we will not sit down until you send forth for this guy called David. And the Bible says, when he came, 
when he just poured oil like this, the oil began to flow. Because the anointing knows you more than the anointed. So you can fool the person, but you can't fool the anointing in the person. Because the anointing will reject you. That's why you, you ask yourself, how come so and so his life looks like it's progressing and moving forward and my life is at standstill? It is that the anointing knows. The anointing does what? And what makes things work? It's not the anointed. It is the anointing in the anointed. It is the Holy Spirit who makes things work. That's what the Bible says. Apollos planted. Paul watered. But God gave the... So who gives the increase? Who gives the answers? But there must be an Apollos and there must be a Paul to plant and to water. There must be a person. So servants who are armed and trained must be grafted into the anointing. To be grafted means to be ac accepted or plugged in to that vessel of the anointing, to that flow of the anointing. So when you join a church, like you've joined the Greater Love Church, it is up to you to decide in your heart, I want to connect myself to the river of the anointing. Because the river will keep flowing. And anybody who will be connected to the river will access the oil. And the benefits of the oil. But anyone who is not connected to the river will access nothing. Servants armed and trained understand that they have to be grafted into the anointing. Have you understood any question? Anybody who has not understood, I repeat. Anybody who has not understood, I repeat. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you have to be connected to the anointing. So servants armed and trained have their hearts connected to the heart of their mentor and their father. This is the only way to be grafted into that family where your heart is connected to your mentor and your father. Number four. The campaign, the Servants Armed and Trained campaign, ensures that every servant of God is trained through multiple experiences. I'll finish with number five, don't worry, so one more to go. The campaign ensures that every servant of God is trained through multiple experiences. Jeremiah 48, verse 11. The campaign ensures that everybody is trained through multiple experiences. Jeremiah 48 verse 11. I didn't say 28. I said 48 verse 11. The Bible says, Moab hath been at ease from his youth and hath been settled on his lease and hath not been emptied. Okay, use New King James or an easier version. Moab has been at ease from his youth. He has settled on his dredges and has not been emptied from vessel to vessel, nor has he gone into captivity. Therefore, his taste has remained in him, and his scent has not changed. New Living Translation. And I want us to read together. One, two, three. Moab has lived in peace, never gone into exile. He is like wine that has been not... Uh-huh. Message Bible. One, two, three. 
Moab lazy as a dog in the sun. Never had to work for a living. Never faced any trouble. Never had to grow up. Never once. So Moab was at ease because he had not done anything. He had not been emptied from vessel to vessel. Being emptied from vessel to vessel speaks of being moved from place to place. Being moved from one destination to another. Being transferred around. Being made to work in different categories. So because Moab had not done this, the Bible says his scent, go back to New King James, his scent remained or his scent remained with him. It did not change. His scent remained with him. What does this mean? His scent remained with him. It means because he had not been through trials and through tribulation, his thinking remained the same. His tendencies remained the same. His ideas remained the same. His ideals remained the same. His attitude remained the same. These are the scents that remained with him. The reason why God allows us to go through problems and, 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 and issues God wants to empty us from vessel to vessel so that our sense changes, our ideas change, our ideals change, our thoughts change. One time I was telling my wife, there are things that I believed in when I was younger that I no longer believe in them now. She asked me why. I told her, as I've been walking with God, God has been emptying me from vessel to vessel. So how I used to view life, I don't view it the same way. Right now, some of you, when you speak to a 21-year-old and tell them, the guy, the guy you are dating right now might not be your husband, she will hate you. She says, do you understand what you are saying? She will even leave church. Some people have left church because we told them that boyfriend you are with is not even born again. They said, ah, no, 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 I want my boyfriend. And they walked away. Five years later, you meet them and ask them, how is your boyfriend? They ask you, which one? Because in the process of five years, they have been emptied from vessel to vessel. So their tendencies, their ideals, their thoughts, their attitudes has changed. A 21-year-old might have a very obnoxious bad attitude. Yeah, because they think they're the most beautiful thing after Eve. Have you met somebody, a girl who is in their prime? Like yesterday, as I was preparing this message, I was thinking about a certain girl I knew in my teenage. Monday, that girl was beautiful. Hey! That girl was beautiful. Seriously beautiful. She was in her prime. So she was like those girls, when you see them, you say, hey! So that girl, I used to see her and I was afraid of even speaking to her because of how beautiful she was. Then a few years later, one time I found a text on my WhatsApp and it was her texting me, borrowing money. I said, hey, do me fika up? And I actually, how I knew it was her, I had to check her profile picture. I said, my God, this is the girl who used to be this beautiful, who I could not even speak to. I said she has been emptied from vessel to vessel. Now her ideals are different. Her ideas are different. 
a servant who is armed and trained is a servant who God has allowed you to go through various trials. We've moved you from one zone to another zone. You are the, you are the elder of this zone. We told you, leave this zone. Go to another zone. Now you've gone and found problems that are peculiar to that zone. You've managed to handle them. That is God emptying you from vessel to vessel. So he takes you to another zone. You find other problems that are there. You are able to handle them. So you become a diverse leader. But somebody who has stayed in one place. That's why I was referring to a girl who is 21 and that's a boy, he's a, he has the first boyfriend or the first girlfriend. That person does not know anything about love. So when they think about you, leave me leaving this guy. Look at you right now. You no longer cry when you're when you dumped. You no longer cry. What changed? You say moving on swiftly. Next. But the first time you were dumped, did you sleep? You cried a river. You cried a river. You cried yourself to sleep. Say when the hardcore. You say, ah, kwanza. And Masani machache, nata nioge. Ndarudi yosoko na nipate mwingine. Tutaponia mbinguni. Right? What changed? You are emptied from vessel to vessel. So Moab had not been moved. Moab had never gone to captivity. From her youth, everything was easy. So her tendencies remained with her. You know, when some troubles, like somebody was going to a public high school, like the story I was talking about, that is somebody who can survive anything. Because he was emptied from vessel to vessel. Because how life was in form one is not how life was in form two. How life was in form two is not how life was in form three. How life was in form three is not how life was in form. And from there, when you left high school and you started living life here in Rongai, my friend, you know even how to, somebody was telling us that he used to, he could not pay rent. So he used to leave the curtains. Wakifungiwa nyuma na curtains. How did he know that? He was emptied from vessel to vessel. So now he knows how to survive. But somebody has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. Anajinyonga. Anaparanyome mefungu, anachukua kamba. Anajirusha. Shuali. Unashanga, atelijua juani, juanyumba. Me for one year, I've not had anywhere to stay. Sijajua. What's the difference? Somebody was emptied from vessel to vessel. To those tribulations, those problems. So that you can be emptied from vessel to vessel. Yeah. So that you don't become like Moab. You are moved around. Not because you are hated. You are told, become a shepherd of this love group. Then you go to this other one. It's not because you are hated. It's because God is trying to empty you from vessel to vessel. So that your tendencies are not the same. Because the people you find in love group A are not the people you find in love group the problems you find in love group A is not the people. The problems you find in love group B. But how will you know if the only person you will only say your mother's food is the best if that's the only food you've eaten, right? You think your mother is the best cook, and kumbe ni mashakura. But everybody thinks their mother is the best cook. Wait until you start moving around. Even a lot of people think their wives know how to cook. Me, I don't say my wife knows how to cook. Not that she doesn't know. <laughs> not that she doesn't know, but I don't say that. Because I've tasted other foods, and I know, I know, she, according to her, she knows. But according to me, I hold my comment. Because I've been taken to other vessels.
So I've tested. So me I've tested other vessels. So I know. You understand? Yes. Some ladies think you are beautiful. Wait until you are moved from vessel to vessel. That's when it hits you. By the way, I'm not beautiful. Some men think you're the best thing after Adam. You're not. And a gym would you be moved from vessel to vessel. Hey, I, I just caught someone in the spirit. He's saying, also, Pastor, you're saying I should date multiple people. No, you. I'd let me be moved from. No, 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 no. I caught a thought in the spirit right now. No, 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 no. That one is one vessel. No. Tell them about no. Please, no. I'm not giving you a license to start dating different people. Become friends with many, by the way. And by the way, before you settle on who you want to marry, make many people your friends. Have a, have a, a diverse pool. You could marry somebody, then for 10 years later you realize, I would have married a doctor if I had been patient enough. Now I'm married to a BBIT student. Yes, if you're patient enough. And maybe right now you'll be having a clinic. <laughs> and chums coming in. Now you are living in a Mabati house with your BBIT student. He's telling you one day, I'll make an app that will make us rich. So, but if you had been patient enough, you don't have married the person you are with. And the person you are going to marry is a lifetime commitment. It's not like you would have a place to change. Say me, hey, hey, hey. I've changed my mind. I was telling my wife recently, we were driving, then we were joking. I told her, me, I wish I get to get to the doctor. I'll be making millions. She told me, I'm going to drive us. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be making millions. I'll be making millions. I'll be making millions. I'll be making millions. I'll be the campaign ensures that every servant of God is equipped with books. The servants armed and trained ensures that every servant of God is equipped with books. Chidako ni moja, usomangi. Chidako simbili, chidako ni ngapi? And I'm not reading, I'm not talking about reading textbooks at the course book. I'm talking about reading books. Pastor, you go Biblia kweli. Romans, re, re, Romans, Revelation chapter ten verse eight. <laughs> Revelation chapter ten verse eight. Revelation ten verse eight. Where unge unge solve two issues? Imagine unge kuwa mbali sana. Let's read the Bible together. One, two, three. Spoke to me again and said, Go. Take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth. So the angel was saying, go take a book. An angel is telling a human being, go take a book. Why? An angel. Go pray. But an angel is saying, go take a book. Verse 9. And say to him, give me, uh-huh. take, eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but it will be sweet. So once you take a book and you start reading, 
the stomach becomes bitter because of the implementation of the things you have to implement. Recently, somebody was telling me he's reading a certain book on finance. He told me, once I started reading this book, I realized my problem with my business is systems. So I've not been able to move forward from this place of systems, where the, book, the chapter of the book is talking about systems, until I establish systems in my business. I said, you see now, the book was sweet in your mouth. It was sweet in the sense that you felt nice to read it. Actually, one way I know that God wants me to read a particular book at a particular season, the book is very sweet. I, when I start reading a book, I can't put it down. I just know in my heart, this is the book God wants me to read in this particular season because it is sweet to my mouth. Then it is bitter to the stomach. The implementation becomes hard. You start saying, hey, I need to do A, I need to do B, I need to do C. So you start implementing. So it becomes sweet in the mouth, bitter in the stomach. Verse, 11, verse 10. Verse 10. One, two, three. Then I took the little book and ate it. And it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach became just as the angel had said. Verse 11 and the last one. And he said to me, you must prophesy again about many nations, about many people, nations, tongues, and kings. So you see, the book that the person took, in this case, Prophet John, the book he took made him able to prophesy. So every single one of God's servants must be armed with Christian books that teach about the ministry. Everybody here must be armed with Christian books that teach about the ministry. So through a book, a person can be trained to prophesy, as the Bible is saying. You can be trained through a book to preach to many people, to many nations, and many tongues, and even to kings. Books are the master key to receiving the supernatural power of God. Why do you read the Bible? Tell me, why do you read, ask your neighbor, why do you read the Bible? Because the Bible is the master key to receiving the supernatural power of God. And the Bible is made up of many books. So when God wants to bless you, he will send an angel to you to bring you a book. This is very true in my life. Every time God has wanted to change my life, he's introduced a book to my life. Every time God has wanted to change my life, he's always sent me a book. Somehow, I'll feel drawn to a certain book. I'll read it. And the book will change my life. One time we were having a problem with our, our, our love group. We did not know what to do with what with the, with the love groups. They were not growing as we'd want them to grow. So we were really struggling. It was chaos. So I was frustrated. I was wondering, Lord, what do I need to do? Do you know the answer God gave me? It's a book. He told me, buy a particular book. I bought that book. It changed the whole thing. On, on last week, we were, I think, 1,200 in our love groups. Just like that. Just because of a book. One time, I wanted to know how to catch the anointing. God sent me books. He gave me an answer in a book. I read a certain book called Catch the Anointing. That book changed my life by Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Another time, we were the church had started, we were struggling to cross the 100 mark. We would get to 100 and go back. 
get 200 and go back. So one time I was troubled. I, I, I prayed about it. Lord, I said, Lord, I want that because the Bible says the church should become big and mega. I was praying, Lord, make the church big and mega. Do you know what God gave me? God gave me a book. It's called the, the General, the Good General. And in the Good General, there's a chapter that the Bishop Doug talks about breaking equilibrium. He talks about equilibrium of power. He says, anytime there's equilibrium of power, there's status quo. So anytime you see your life is not moving as you'd want it to move, it's because at that point in your life, there's an equilibrium of power between you and your enemy, in this case, Satan. You're in the same level. That's why you are stagnating. So Satan has a bazooka, you have a bazooka. So if you shoot, he shoots. So he says, if you want to break the equilibrium of power, and, he, and there's a scripture that he shows there about the children of Israel, how they were able to break the walls of Jericho and enter into Jericho. They had to change the equilibrium of power. They had to remove power from inside the city to bring power outside the city to be able to break the walls. So anytime you want to change your life, God introduces a book. So when God gave me that book, I read it and I explained it to our leaders. And we, 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 made an, we, we did something. Well, there's there's an, a secret that God gave me. When we did that particular thing, the church blew from 100 to 200. You remember? Those who were there. Then a particular time again, the church was at 200 for so long. I, I asked the Holy Spirit again, what would I do? He gave me a book. Again, the church blew from 200 to 500. And at one point, I wanted to start to, started to do branches. I was asking the Holy Spirit, how will I go about it? He gave me a book. Now, we are in five branches. One time I was asking the Holy Spirit, how will I enter into nations, other nations? There's a certain book he gave me. It's called Ready Fire. M Ready Fire. That book opened my eyes to see how we can enter into nations. Now we're in the UK. Books. Take this little book. Eat it. To eat means not to read it once. To read it continuously. The problem with you is you read a book once. Look, once you read a book once, you just saw you have to read a book. <laughs> Your toilet must have books. Yes, recently I went to someone's house and I found the art of leadership in his toilet. So while you are doing your business, read a chapter because the art of leadership is a book, a big book. And in this church, I advise you to get Doug Heward Mills books. All my leaders here, I don't know if it's all, but majority of them, all of them have Macarius, right? Macarius 60. That pack goes for around 30,000, but you can get it for even 2,500 if you talk to us nicely. Because I expect you to read. My iPad has over 1,000 books. My iPad. That's why at my age, I'm talking to you. That's why someone was asking me recently, Pastor, how does it feel to be successful when you are young? When he asked me, <laughs> I didn't even realize I was successful. When he asked me, I said, hey, you mean I'm successful? It had never occurred to me that I'm actually successful. When he spoke to me, that's when it dawned on me, by the way, you're actually, you're not successful, but to Komali. Then I asked myself, what has brought me here? I realized it's the books I've been reading. See textbooks, at the course work, uh -uh. Christian books, books that can introduce you to the anointing, books that can push you forward. One time I was asking the Holy Spirit, how do I know how to move in the Spirit? How do I know how to prophesy and to move in the Spirit? Like how, how can I be able to pick people's names in the Spirit and pick their villages and all that, how prophets do, like what we do when I have prophetic meetings. 
I was asking the Holy Spirit, how do I do it? Because I know I have this thing in me, but I don't know how to activate it. He gave me a book. And that book, there's just one scripture that was the answer. He says, the scripture is in Hebrew. He says, many having their senses trained to discern between good and evil. That was the answer. Having their senses trained. So the only thing I needed is to ask the Holy Spirit to train my sense. So right now, when I'm moving the prophetic, my senses are always very high. That's why when somebody does anything that is off, I get, I get vexed. Because at that point, I'm moving through the senses. So if you move and you're not supposed to move, you, you, you kind of distract the sense of the Holy Spirit. Because he's using my natural senses. One time I was preaching, I was doing the prophetic meet, meeting, and I said there's a lady who was, had issues with her flow of blood. What I felt in my body is I felt flow coming out of my body. And I knew immediately the Holy Spirit is telling me, pray for somebody. Another time, I, I'm, I'm prophesying. Then all of a sudden, I feel pain on my left eye. I immediately knew that the Holy Spirit is telling me that somebody who has an issue with the left eye. Pray for them. Another time, I'm prophesying. I'm moving like this. Then I just hear a name. For example, I hear William. And I don't know the person. Then I say, are you William? He says, I'm William. Because my senses were trained. How did I know that? I read a book that led me to that scripture. Having your senses trained to discern both good and evil. I'm moving like this and I sense in my heart the father is called maybe Wepukulu. I ask, is your father Wepukulu? He says, yes, my father is Wepukulu. Or I say, count ten steps. Because I see myself, sometimes I see visions. I see myself counting ten. So I say, count, Pastor Mark, count for me ten steps. When he gets to the tenth step, I ask, who, am, who on this row has a particular issue? And the person lifts their hand. One time I was prophesying in the HQ. And I was just moving. The Holy Spirit told me, count twenty steps. So I asked Pastor Mark to count for me twenty steps. Then on the twentieth step, the Holy Spirit told me, ask who, who has a court case, uh, what is that called? A court case tomorrow. Pray for them that the judgment will be in their favor. And the guy had come to church for the first time that day. Never had come to harvest. So he knew that nobody knows this issue. It is only me and the Holy Spirit, like the guy. And the guy shoots his hand. He's scared. He's scared. He comes and says, Pastor, today is my first day in this church. So whatever you want to say is the truth. I ask him, do you have a court case? He says yes. When the judgment tomorrow, he says yes. I pray for him. I say, tomorrow... The case will move to your favor. On Sunday, he comes back to church again. And he, went to, he, sees, he goes and sees one of the pastors. He says, you remember the pastor was here on Tuesday because he doesn't even know me. He said the case will be ruled to my favor. Imagine the case was ruled to my favor. How did I know? Having their senses strained. And how did I know that? Through a book. Every level of my life that God has wanted to usher me into, he gave me a book. He gave me a book. Recently, I've been believing God to buy land. I've been asking him, which books should I read? I'm still yet to get the answer. But I know when he, once he, give me, he gives me that book, he has given me the answer on how to buy land for the church. Just like that. You'll see, I'll come and tell you, we are buying land because I have already gotten the secret. Because first, what I want is the secret of acquiring. Once I have the secret, acquiring will be easy. Look, the secrets to success of men is in their stories. So when I'm telling you about books, I'm giving you the secrets of my life. The secrets of my life is books. And I've told you particularly Bishop Doug Heward Mills' books. 
there are over 60. They are like right now, I think there are 100 books. I don't go too far. I stay in one because I have to be grafted to the anointing that I'm following. I have to be baptized unto Moses. So among those 100 books, there's always an answer. There's always an answer. There's always an answer. There's always an answer. Even when I'm, I'm believing God, what should I teach the church at a particular stage? The Holy Spirit will always lead me to a book. The problem with you is you don't read, brother. So your life is not moving, sister. You only read Instagram. Instagram. That's the problem. And TikTok. You are showing booties, but the head is empty. So there's no progress in life. I was telling somebody today, she's 22. I told her, eight years from now, you'll be that. So this morning, I woke up and told my wife, how old are you? She told me. I told her, 10 years from now, I can remember what to say 10 years from now. He told me, Ruto Atoke, I'll be this particular age. She told me, you remember we used to say, Uru Atoke, will be this particular age. I said, yes, I see we are in that age. <laughs> 10 years in Malaysia, we are in that age. So I told her, whoever at Aingia, she told me, Ruto Atoke, I'll be this age. I said, that's how 10 years are. So I was telling the person, eight years from now, you'll be that. If you've not discovered yourself before that, 20 to that is called the age of discovery, the decade of discovery. If you don't discover what you want to be and what you need to do, in the decade of sprouting, you'll have nothing to sprout because the decade of sprouting is between 30 and 40. That's the decade of sprouting. Because for anything good to be seen, it's like 10 years in the decade of discovery. 20 to 30, you discover, I can start a business. I can do this. I'm called to this. I can be a preacher. And you start. When you get to your 30s, you hit it. Just, just check around. People who started early, you see, when they get to their 30s, they start blowing up. They start going international. People start knowing them. Why? They had a mentor to teach them. In your 20s, discover yourself. Even the people of the world, not just Christians. People of the world know this secret. And the answer is in books. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the campaign for having servants armed and trained. That marks the end of my presentation for you today.